according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I think as a kid, Epiphany was probably one of my favorite times during the Christmas season, this feast day that we celebrate today. Mostly because I like to play with the nativity set in our living room. And I would be fascinated by the three kings who come along. Some people even during the Christmas season, they migrate their three wise men throughout the house, kind of start off in another room and eventually they end up. It's like a holy form of shelf or elf on the shelf, I guess. <laughs> but probably one that's more instructive for our faith. And so what we celebrate today is this manifestation of who Jesus is. Really, I mean, there's a reason that these three kings come from the east to pay homage to the Christ. And again, it 
calls to mind the importance of this dimension of wonder and awe. Being surprised by our Lord. Because when we think about the Holy Family and the Mary had given birth to our Lord and then these three men show up from very far away in order to pay homage, bringing gold and frankincense and myrrh, she had no idea that that was going to happen. Joseph had no idea that that was going to happen. Of all the things the angel Gabriel revealed to them, they had no idea. And what their response must have been as these men come to them, to be in awe of who this child would become. And so we celebrate this event on the Feast of Epiphany because Epiphany really means a manifestation. It's a point in the scriptures where it's revealed who Jesus is. Because who is Jesus? This is the most important question that we can ask ourselves. It is the question of the Gospels. Who is Jesus? In the Gospel according to Mark, that's the main point of the whole Gospel. To reveal that Jesus is the Son of God. And in our own lives, who is Jesus? Is also the most important question. Because so often it's a question that we kind of skip over or we ignore or we assume that we know the answer to it. We assume that we already know Jesus. Which is a foolish assumption. And it prevents us, that assumption prevents us from having conversion in our lives. It prevents us from getting closer to him. Because if we already know somebody, there's no need to go deeper into that relationship. And so on this feast day, we reflect on the fact that this event with the wise men was a manifestation of the fact that Jesus came into the world to save the entire world. that he was going to be much more than the king of the Jews. There are two other events that in the tradition of the church have been celebrated on this day. One is the presentation in the temple when Simeon takes the child and says, Lord, now you may let your servant go in peace. Your work has been fulfilled. My eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared for the light of every people. I have seen the Messiah. The other event is the baptism of Jesus. Because at that moment, the heavens were opened and the Father's voice came down saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And so the way the scriptures reveal the answer to this question, who is Jesus? It's a gradual revelation that happens through the story. 
Otherwise, the gospel would read, Jesus is the Son of God. Believe in him. The end. But we can't fall in love with a story that short. And our own story involves epiphanies. Our own answer to that question, who is Jesus, involves having these small epiphanies in our own life of asking our Lord to show us who he is. To even pray that simple prayer to say, Jesus, will you show me who you are in a deeper and more personal and profound way? Jesus, will you show me where you've been in my life? Jesus, will you show me where I'm supposed to find you each day? Or Jesus, will you reveal yourself to me in a way that I can understand? Those are the questions that we really should ask in our prayer for our Lord to reveal himself to us. John Paul II used to say that the plan for the third millennium, the pastoral plan for the third millennium, is to contemplate the face of Jesus. He didn't say the plan for the third millennium is to invent a bunch of different programs that people can do. It's to contemplate the face of Jesus, to come to know our Lord in a personal way, to come to know our Lord in a real way. Now that can be done through a lot of different programs or books or online things. But the goal has to be this encounter with a person. Pope Benedict used to say, like, people fall in love with a person, not with doctrine. And Pope Benedict wrote a lot of doctrine. But the most fundamental thing is to fall in love with a person. And to ask ourselves, do I know this person in a fundamental way? In a real way. You know, I can remember one epiphany in my own life when I was in high school, and I had gotten involved in some youth retreats. <clears throat> I think I was working at McDonald's at the time, and I had to work a lot of Sundays, and so I would actually go open, and then I would leave and go to Mass and come back and work lunch. And I was in Mass, and I had this realization, it was during the Eucharistic prayer, and I just realized, like, right now, that's Jesus on the altar. Now, I had been taught that ever since second grade. The Eucharist is Jesus. And I used to even think about that when I was younger. But at that point, during my high school years, I had this realization that when the priest says, this is my body, then Jesus is present there. And I started to get much more drawn into what was going on at Mass at that point. And it was like something I knew became more real in that moment. That was an epiphany. That was an epiphany. And then I even remember like when I was in the military and 
you know, those of you who have heard my vocation story know I felt like I was called to be a priest when I was very young, but the doors just never opened until I was 25. And I remember being in the army and being very frustrated with God because I was doing one thing, but I felt like God wanted me to be doing something else, but he never opened the door to do the other thing, i.e. become a priest. And so, like, I remember crying out to him in one last kind of ditch effort and saying, if you want me to do this, you have to open the doors. Otherwise, I'm moving on. Two days later, my chaplain came by. I asked him if he knew of any way I could get out of the military early to become a priest. He said, the chaplain recruiter for priests is going to be here on Friday. Like, three days later. And then I met with him. And then somebody introduced me to somebody else. And then that person told me I should move to Lincoln, Nebraska. And so that was an epiphany because it had to be God that would intervene in my life in such a profound way and get me to move to Lincoln, Nebraska. And I'm grateful every day that our Lord did that. Right? But that was a small epiphany. It was a way in which our Lord manifested, this is who I am, and I have not forgotten you, and I am walking with you. Now, Jesus wants to reveal himself to you. He wants you to know him in that more profound way. He wants you to realize that you're receiving a person when you come and receive him in the Eucharist. He wants you to realize that a person is forgiving you unconditionally and loves you unconditionally when you come to confession. You know, and so many times, it's part of our culture and we forget to talk about this person and it's a mistake that we make. So many people talk about their relationship with God, but they don't talk about Jesus. I've asked people, tell me your conversion story. They never say the name of Jesus during their conversion story. Well, God called me, I joined this Bible study, I started to learn more, I read the catechism, and then I had this conversion. But they never said the name of Jesus. Like, Jesus is the center of our faith. We believe that. Because the Eucharist is the center of our faith. But for some reason, sometimes we talk about the Eucharist more than we talk about Jesus. I know they're the same thing. But it makes it different when you say a person's name. It makes it more personal. It makes it more personal. When we talk about this person who died on the cross for us, it makes it more personal than, like, this is a sacrament that we receive and we know that it just conveys grace. And so consider that, you know, how much do you say the name of Jesus? You know, this is why evangelicals don't believe we're Christians sometimes. Because we don't have the name of Jesus in our vocabulary sometimes. Some of you who used to be evangelicals know this. But we do, like, we have our Lord in a way that's more profound than anybody else has it. But sometimes we need to have an epiphany in order to wake up and realize, like, 
the role that this person plays in our lives, the role he plays in the church, the role he plays in the sacraments, how he wants to manifest himself to us in a way that we can understand, in a way that changes our hearts, in a way that sets our hearts on fire. And so today, let us pray that our Lord will, in fact, reveal himself to us in a new way. And that we will recognize those small epiphanies as they happen in our lives. That we will come to contemplate the face of Christ and reveal his face to the world around us.